Welcome to the Hustle Less Podcast, a show for small business owners like you who know that growing a business shouldn't require so much hustle. If you want to market your business from the inside out using simple and effective strategies that focus on your unique strengths, then you're in the right place. And I'm so, so glad you're here. I'm your host, Katie Taylor, and each week you'll receive practical, tangible, and creative strategies to help you grow your business in ways that actually make sense for you. So let's not wait any longer. Here we go with today's episode. Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode. No more target market confusion the three groups to focus on in your business. When you Google the term target market, you will receive lots of search results and image results with complicated and very intense looking flow charts and graphs and charts and things like that. And it can be easy to assume that target marketing or understanding your target market is a complicated or convoluted process that either is out of reach for your business or doesn't matter. And so that is why today we're going to be breaking down target market confusion so that you are able to understand how this information actually matters to your business and how you can be using it in the decisions that you're already making. So these three groups that we're going to be looking at are each going to play their own role. And I'm just going to go ahead and dive right in so that we can cover all of this together. The first of the three groups to be focusing on in your business when you are evaluating your target market, or you may hear your audience or your ideal client, the first is the potential customer. And this is who you're most likely already thinking about. They're top of mind for you with your marketing, They're the ones that are reaching out about your services. And when you're looking at your business finances, you're probably thinking of the potential customer because customers equals revenue. When you think about maintaining a healthy business or you're thinking about your financial security or the growth opportunities for your business, you're likely to be thinking about the potential customers. Have you ever found yourself asking the question, What do we need to do with our business to pull more customers away from the bigger players in our industry? I expect that many of you listening will have said, yes, this is something you have spent time thinking about. Maybe you're a dog groomer and the city that you live in also happens to have several big popular pet stores. And we know that pet stores often offer grooming services as well. Or someone like a florist who is running their floral business out of their home doesn't have a storefront for the same visibility as a bigger floral company. We're going to start here first and review this group because each of the three groups that I'm sharing with you, like I said, is on a different journey with your business. And by clearly breaking down each of these groups, you will then be able to make more effective decisions knowing who it affects and how they need support as a, res- as a recipient of your marketing. Your potential customer is someone who is a great fit for your business, but hasn't spent with you. There is a range of where they could be in this process with you. They may not even know your business exists, or they may be aware of your business, but not ready to buy yet. 
and they may also be in the decision-making process. As we talk about each of these three groups, you may recognize that your potential buyers require the most of your effort and attention. They are on a journey that begins with the awareness piece, and then they will need something of value to them that keeps them connected to your business before the possibility even of converting them into a paying customer. So they have a lot of ground to cover from that first point of discovering your business to then spending with your business. They start out totally unaware. And then once they're aware, they need to become interested. Then from that point of interest, they need to feel a connection to your offerings and go through this process of seeing their desires met through your business. At the same time, They'll also be assessing if they can trust your business, if they can, if they'll get what they think they're going to get out of their business, if their expectations are going to be met. And it's only after all of this that they'll make the decision whether or not to become a customer. So you can see that there is a lot happening during this potential customer phase. And some potential customers don't even know that they're a potential customer yet. The second group is your previous and or current customers. And this is a really valuable portion of your audience makeup. For starters, you've done a great job of nurturing them from that starting point of the potential customer to now. You did the work, you checked all of the boxes they needed, and the best thing you can do for your business is to keep these customers connected and engaged so that they stay an active customer they may expand on their spending with you or depending on your industry, if it's like a one-time spending type situation, like a wedding service, for example, they can still refer others your way if you are still top of their mind and a business that they are connected to or engaged with. You may do this through things like your social media, your Instagram posts. You might be a business where you have in-person events or you may stick stay connected through email. This group doesn't need persuaded to buy. That is not where they're at in the process with you. Instead, you will benefit more from reminding them of the buying experience that they've already had with you, staying top of mind and showing them something that maybe they haven't tried before with your business. As you listen to the podcast, you'll see that I really love using examples because I know that there are a lot of individual specific needs of businesses. It is never one size fits all. However, I still think that when we can take a concept or a new idea and apply it to something that we're already seeing in everyday life, it becomes easier then to understand how you can apply this to your own business as well. So an example could be a small coffee shop. We know that coffee drinkers vary. Some of them will just grab a cup wherever they happen to be. The gas station, it doesn't matter. And then there are others who are hardcore fans devoted to their favorite shop. And their favorite shop is their favorite shop for their own reasons. So what someone decides makes their favorite shop their shop can be totally different from somebody else. That could be one of the big name coffee shops that we're familiar with, or it could be the local shop on their way to work. The specifics around that will be unique to that customer. But what the coffee shop can do in general 
is think about what they can do as a business to bring that buyer back after their first cup of coffee, as well as show them other options they might enjoy, be it a pastry or a tea or the fireplace where there are books and games available to sit and enjoy. So while the potential customer's journey is to attract, connect, and convert, your previous and current customers are on a journey of repeating and or diversifying their spending as well as referring. Now, if I ask you whether someone belongs in your target market, if they aren't likely to become a customer, what would you say? Whether you say yes or no, you may actually be right. There are plenty of reasons why someone would not belong in your target market. So what we're going to do is actually take a look at some of the non-buyers who potentially do belong. And that is our last group of the three. And they are what we will call your brand fans. They have an interest in your business for a reason other than direct spending. And why does this matter? This group of people isn't talked about as much, and it might take a little creativity to grasp how it looks when you set it in motion. And I've got another few examples for you. A veterinary office is a great fit in this category for the dog groomer that we mentioned earlier, or a yoga studio may fall into the brand fan category for a nearby doula. You might consider partnering with another business or organization where your audiences align and find yourself connecting with new potential clients because of this shared connection. Just because someone won't spend directly with your business doesn't mean that they aren't valuable. Another example, one of my clients owns a wedding venue. Over time, they have done the work of learning that the brides themselves usually discover the venue on Instagram. However, they have also learned that the bride or groom's mom or aunt, two very common people to be involved with the wedding planning process, they are more likely to find and follow the venue on Facebook. So while the bride and groom are the customers, potentially the parents, depending on the budgeting specifics of the wedding, the aunt can fall into that brand fan category who will advocate for the business by recommending that the couple take a look at this particular venue that my client owns. My client knows that Instagram is important for generating awareness and interest in their venue, and the Instagram content is likely to be viewed by a younger audience. Still, they're taking the time to share content on Facebook too, and they're making the most of their target market opportunities without really needing to do more work. So the first two groups definitely take the majority of your business's focus. It is the awareness of this third group that's going to help you elevate your actions, your communications, your marketing, and so forth to reduce those gaps in your business's presence and capture those additional opportunities that other businesses are letting pass by. Another company, client company of mine, offers pre-loved capsule clothes for kids. It's an amazing company. They were so fun to work with as they prepared for their launch last year. And because of their company values and the shared interests of their audience, they actually recommend other businesses who may be of interest to their customers. For example, 
I've seen them mention textile recycling organizations. They have partnered with other kids' consignment sales, as well as partnering with local artisans in order to expand their product offerings. This company is doing an amazing job of leveraging this brand fan category to create new opportunities, expand on existing opportunities, and make the most of their overall audience and continually be widening the net for the potential customers. So let's review just a couple things real quick. Your audience is made up of potential buyers, your previous and current customers, and your brand fans. Each of these groups are on a unique journey and they're going to need to connect and stay connected to your business in different ways. Your potential customers need awareness and familiarity before trusting your business and moving into that buying position. Your previous and existing customers require less effort and are more likely to continue spending. It won't work to only be tending to one of these groups. If you're only focused on your previous and existing customers, then the consistent flow of customers is going to to stop because you haven't been able to give the attention and awareness needed to those potential customers. Likewise, you will be exhausted if you are constantly trying to convert new customers all the time. What we want to do is create a continual flow or cycle in this process. And I want to talk about that with you next. So you have your potential customers. They need the awareness and the familiarity. They have a lot of ground to cover before they, before they become a customer. And then you want to capitalize on the, the trust and the awareness and the excitement that your current customers have. And that's going to come a little bit easier. And then lastly, you have these brand fans. They're the ones that will likely may never spend directly with you, but bring additional value to your business's growth. All of this is going to fall in line with something that I call the five-step marketing flow. And I want to help you envision this flow process so that once you're done listening to this episode, you not only have the information of your target market, you can understand where to apply it in all of the existing pieces. So imagine with me a circle or a wheel or something like that, and you're dividing it into five equal pie pieces. Each pie piece is going to be pointing to the next pie piece. So what we're creating then is this ongoing circular flow with no definitive beginning or end. Okay, so now that you have this wheel circle vision in your head, the five pie pieces with five arrows pointing in this circular flow, we're going to pick the first piece of the pie and we're going to put that attract piece in there. So back at the beginning of the episode, when we talked about those potential customers, we talked about the fact that the very first step is that they need to become aware of your business. And so you need to be attracting them through your marketing, a variety of different things that you're already doing. We're going to call that the attraction piece. Once they have been attracted and become aware of your business, we're going to follow the first that arrow to the next pie piece for connection. This is where they need to be seeing the value in your offers. They are working on that trust, seeing if their expectations will be met, 
and understanding how your offers like help them to meet their desires. From there, your connect piece is going to point to the conversion. And this is the point where they go from being the potential customer to the current or previous customer. And then the best thing you can do so that you are not tired all of the time of constantly trying to find new leads and new customers is to remind these customers why it is they decided to buy with you in the first place. So this is where you're retaining all of those potential customers that you worked so hard for. You're retaining them and keeping them active in this existing customer base. And lastly, this fifth piece of this pie is your referral. So when you are going through this process, you are setting yourself up nicely to have an amazing resource and access to testimonials, social proof, word of mouth. And these, some of these pieces are actually the most effective forms of marketing. And you don't have to do anything because you are doing the work and these other four pieces of the pie, and you are allowing this referral piece to start working on its own. And then from that referral, you can, you, if you're still, if you're still hanging with me and imagining this wheel, what you would then see is that this referral piece is going to point back to that attraction piece. So now you can see how you've got these, this circular flow, this marketing flow, and there are two different ways you can look at it. You can look at look at it as attract, connect, convert, retain, and refer. Or you can also use the target market groups that we've covered in this podcast episode. I guess you don't really need me to say podcast episode, do you? I'm going to leave that in there, though, because <laughs> why not? Okay. Anyway, so you are going to be looking at the three groups that we've been talking about for your target market, and you can apply those to this marketing flow as well. So that would be your potential customers, your current or previous customers, and your brand fans. Knowing your audience allows you to better attract great leads and potential customers, and that is what gets the flow going. It helps you discern what type of information to share in order to create that connection when your potential customers are entering the buying process. And when you understand your potential customers, you'll be more effective at positioning your company and sharing the right information for them. And then you'll have the opening to maintain that great relationship with them for the future ongoing business. And all of this is rounding out our circle and setting you up with great potential for the ongoing excellent referrals, bringing you back to more opportunity, easier access to more potential clients. So from now on, when you see or hear the phrase target market, market research, ideal client, client personas, customer journeys, any of those phrases, you can come back to this episode and break it down into these three groups, your potential customer, your previous and existing customers, and your brand fans. And you can think about where each of these groups are in that marketing flow. Are you attracting them? Are they at the beginning point of your business where they don't know much about it? That will impact the type of information you're sharing in the places where those people are more likely to be looking for information about your business. 
whether it's a Google search for a pet groomer and they're looking for a pet groomer, they don't know your business's name. If they find your website that way, what is it that they need to know at that point for that awareness, moving them rather quickly into that connection piece? Then you're going to convert them into becoming a customer. And you need to think about from there, what information do I need to be sharing? Where are my customers? Where are they staying connected to me? And how can I be sharing information that is most helpful to them that maybe they don't need the same information as your potential customer because they're in. And now it's just a matter of letting them know how else you can serve them and continue serving them so that you don't lose that business relationship with them. And then lastly, just understanding that your customers as well as your brand fan are able to deliver you great opportunities for referrals, networking, getting you in connection with new audiences that will further your growth opportunities. My hope for you today is that as you finish this episode, you will feel more confidence and clarity around the idea of understanding your target market and that you will just simply be able to take this information with you into the day-to-day of your business with more awareness and intentionality behind your decisions and your thought processes. I hope you found this episode helpful and I look forward 